This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast designed and produced specifically for Florida small business owners and entrepreneurs. Small Biz Florida, talk that works for Florida. This podcast is supported by the Florida SBDC Network, providing the tools, strategies, and expertise to help Florida's business community thrive. Visit the Florida SBDC online at www.floridasbdc.org or contact your local office and get started on your path to success today. This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast and broadcast. It's all things business across the state of Florida. I'm Tom Kindred. And I serve as regional director for the Florida SBDC at Indian River State College. And I also serve as host of Small Biz Florida. We are coming to you from the 11th annual Jim Moran Institute. That's the JMI Small Business Leadership Conference uh, this week uh, at the JW Marriott in uh, beautiful Kissimmee, Florida. Uh, As we do so often, we have our uh, very good friend and standout business school professor co-hosting with us on Small Biz Florida. Uh, Dr. Herbert Ricardo. Uh, Herb, uh, welcome to Small Biz Florida, and thanks for co-hosting again. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for um, inviting me, and it's great to be here. Absolutely. And uh, again, incredible um, get-together and gathering of small business uh, owners, operators, professionals. Got some great presentations going on, talking about all kinds of of tips and and uh, helpful resources uh, for small business owners and operators. We've got one of the uh, conference's presenters with us right now. Uh, we've got Rachel Siegel uh, from Go Figure Accounting. Rachel, welcome to Small Biz Florida. Thank you, and thank you for having me. Absolutely. We appreciate your support of the JMI conference and, and serving as a presenter. So, um, uh, accounting played uh, an obvious uh, big role for me in my small business back in, in the good old days, accounting and understanding financials and understanding uh, you know how those uh, the P&L and the balance sheet and the cash flow statement all work together in a business is just critical uh, for small business owners to understand. Uh, so we appreciate what you do for small businesses and we appreciate your presentation uh, at, the, at the JMI conference. So Let's start as we always do, just maybe a little bit of background on you and and kind of your pathway to go figure accounting. Okay, so I've been an accountant for decades. I've been a business owner for decades. About four and a half years ago, I split from my partner and created Go Figure Accounting. Uh, The important thing about Go Figure Accounting is it's created in a way where our most concern is our client's success. So there's no time entry. There's no, you know, looking at every second. We want our clients to be integrated with us so that we can help them in any way, shape, and form that they need. Nice. And, and uh, you know, as I mentioned, uh, as we opened the, the segment, the importance of understanding those most basic of uh, financial statements. Uh, talk about you know, your your take on why accounting and that understanding of financial statements is so critically important to small business owners. You have to know where your money is. You have to know what's coming in and what's going out and what you're spending it on. If you manage your business, then you can manage what's going on in your business. 
So what we try to do is bring it down so you don't need the technical aspects, but we create habits and help our clients understand the software so that on a daily basis, they can get in there and they understand where things are going. And they can quickly see if something's going awry. Yeah, and uh, excellent point. I love that. Um, you know, in a lot of textbooks, small business textbooks and things, it talks about reviewing your financials monthly, and it's, it, I always get a kind of a chuckle out of that because uh, I, tell, I tell students and I tell clients of ours that uh, I ran my financials multiple times a day for that very reason. I wanted to make sure that, that we were on track, that something hadn't gone uh, awry, as you, as you put it. Because if you wait till the end of the month, can't fix the problem then. Well, and at the end of the month, you have to wait till it's bankrupt. So you're 45 days out. So it's too late. So we actually use QuickBooks Online as a preferred software, and we do everything in real time. So even if we're handling the back office for our clients, it's real time. They have the transaction that we're entering right then and there. So it's constantly updating. They're constantly getting updated. And we're looking at it for things that they may not see either so that we can contact the client and say, hey, you need to look at this. Right. Uh, you know, I just, Rachel, I just love the idea of the habit, okay? Mm -hmm. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to create habits. And so um, how do you get, how do you get that, that business owner to create that habit? So like in other words, you know, they're sitting in front of you, you're, you're explaining, uh, they're going through the program and, and they're understanding it. But then how um, a week later, a month later, two months later, do they still have that habit of continuing? Because we split it down into smaller goals. So even though the big goal I might do over six quarters, we split it down into each quarter we review yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So here's where we were, here's where we are, here's where we're going to. And we can make adjustments as needed. But what I also tell them when I'm first talking to them is we don't recommend anything we don't do ourselves. So okay. we actually use it. Right. And our successes and our other clients' successes can be their successes. Yeah. And my end of my year one on this profit first method, and we've been profitable the entire time I've been a business owner. Right. Nothing like this. Year one, net profit went up 187%. Wow. Huge difference wow. from this method. Absolutely. And it just enabled us to see things much quicker and much faster. That's great. That's great. Now, talk about talk about the uh, Profit First uh, program and, and talk about your presentation here at, at the JMI Small Business Leadership Conference. So Profit First, especially with COVID, became very important to me. I had heard about it before. I had seen Mike Michalowicz speak, and it always was a great idea. But we put it into action because so many people needed so much help. And again, we don't do anything to recommend that we don't do ourselves because we want to make sure it'll work. What it does is it breaks it down into different buckets, different bank accounts. Everything comes in and then gets allocated out. So many small businesses run everything through the business and don't take anything out themselves. They don't pay themselves. They don't have money for taxes. So they're profitable, but then can't pay their taxes and they have to go on an installment plan. And so they're always playing catch up. This method allows you to have that money aside and the bucket they're paying their expenses out of, their OPEX bucket, 
if that doesn't have enough money, there's a problem. Either the sales have to go up or the expenses have to go down. And if there's extra money, at that point, you could say, okay, I can hire another employee. I can put money aside to maybe buy a building and grow. And there's more money there to allocate. But it gives them that quick and dirty, here's my bank balance. I know I'm okay or I know I'm having a problem right then and right there. Is is uh, profit first? Is it is it an online training program that businesses can access and take on their own, or do they need to be led through the program? How does it work? So, Profit First is a book, um, and there are derivatives if they're in a specific niche. I'm actually writing the Profit First for optometry book. Wow! And well, you know, there's a big conference. You need to go around the corner. I here did. I saw it as I walked through. <laughs> big optometry conference. Yes. So I'm actually writing that book, but the basics of the book. I've had clients try to follow on their own. Some are successful, some are not. There is a do-it-yourself version that actually my company is offering for free. There are videos from Mike himself with little worksheets to follow through. And then if that's not enough, we can certainly come in and do consulting and help. And for our clients, when we're doing the bookkeeping, we encourage them to do it in the Profit First method because it works. So we just build that right into our services and go, here's what we're going to do. And we get all excited. And then we show them again yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And by the time they first see that, it, the light bulb goes off and they're, they're hooked for life. Um, certain uh, business segments or industry segments, uh, is this more useful to, or is it kind of across the board? Any industry segment can, can use the resources. Any industry segment can do it. We specialize in service-based businesses and professionals, but construction, landscaping, they all can use it. It's all tweaked based on what their needs are. So there may be other things they have to do if they're a landscaper or construction versus if it's a doctor or a therapist or a chiropractor. You know, it sounds like, uh, you know, you, uh, you talk about services and, um, you know, I'm thinking in my mind, I'm thinking startup versus small business, but it sounds like almost anyone, even if they're currently, they feel pretty good, they could even still go into this and get even better. That's at- exactly it. Okay. So we were in business and profitable. Mm-hmm. But we got even better. Yeah. And we're able to scale and do other things and help more people. But you can even do this if you're a startup. And it's great. We have a lot of therapists that do it right from the beginning. So they're profitable from day one. And they understand the concepts and the habits. So every decision they make is leading them towards greater successes faster. I love that. And I love that. And I love that you always come back to habits because if you start those habits early, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what you're trying exactly. to do? Exactly. Right know, from the those, start. Yeah. Then then this is, this is how I'm going to run my business from here on in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. And, you know, you mentioned QuickBooks too. And, and that is something, of course, we um, talk about uh, constantly and consistently with clients. Um, we explain to, to clients that you're, you're going to have to have some sort of mechanism to maintain mm-hmm. records, to keep records organized, to be able to turn over records to their, your accountant, to do end-of-year uh, tax returns and, and those kinds of things, uh, run monthly reports, as you, you pointed out, that, that help us make sure that we're on track to, to meet goals and objectives. Talk about those resources. Now, I know you like like me and like like uh, our team, we're 
we're, uh, you know, our favorite resource is QuickBooks. But talk about those resources. Is QuickBooks really the, the gold standard here, or are there other options? Uh, there you know, are options? lots of other options out there. I prefer QuickBooks Online because it's real-time access with the clients while we work. Plus, it's user-friendly. So it's not hard to train them. You can do the same thing in QuickBooks Online four different ways, but we train them on what we consider the right way. And it's easily utilized by the client so they're not afraid of it. Zero is a big competitor of theirs. Um, and zero is fine. I just don't prefer it because from our point of view, it's not as user-friendly and doesn't do quite as much. Right. There's also the QuickBooks desktop version. If somebody has inventory, for instance, they are probably better off doing a QuickBooks enterprise version or attaching a fishbowl inventory to it for the inventory section. Um, but there's lots of different software. If they're very small, I usually tell them to go use FreshBooks because it does enough. It gives them the invoicing and it's enough until they grow to a certain point. And I, and, and you are, uh, I, I do notice you are a QuickBooks advanced certified pro advisor. So, uh, uh, again, I've, I'm not the expert on QuickBooks, but you, you kind of reference. There are different levels of QuickBooks, too, and I think mm -hmm. there's a very basic that, that's really easy to start any business with. Is Talk about that most basic uh, offering so in QuickBooks. QuickBooks itself, Intuit likes to say if you're going to start, you can do QuickBooks self-employed. I will tell you I've been using QuickBooks a long time. It's the only version I don't like. I don't recommend it. Um, but they do have an essentials version online that's very basic it's perfect it's basically a step up from excel it does enough of it with invoicing okay. and then you can grow and just keep going up as you need it okay. um but I have been using QuickBooks since DOS. So I have actually done DOS conversions to Windows. So it's been a very long time. Nice. Wow. Wow. Well, again, we're big supporters of QuickBooks, too. We, it's an excellent um, uh, you know, piece of software that really allows every level of business uh, to, to stay on top of their record keeping and financials. Um, talk about you're out there. You're engaged with small businesses. Talk about the marketplace in general. What, what are you seeing going on? And, and I guess start us with where, where is your office located? Our main office is in Winter Garden, Florida, okay. and we have another office in New Jersey. All right. So talk about what you're hearing from the market. What, what, what are your small business owners telling you? So business is good. Yeah. The biggest complaint is employees, yeah. finding the right employees, keeping the right employees. Um, we have actually put into place in our business Test Gorilla, which is a personality test. Um, we hire for personality, and we will train you for the skill. And I have been doing consulting with some of my clients, and they're now using that as well, and they're finding their hires are better. Um, it's not about having gone to school and gotten a degree. It's about are they the right personality for what you're doing in your business, and can they stay? Because if it's not the right personality, they're never going to stay. And you invest a lot of time and a lot of money in training yeah. these employees. Good point. Yeah, yeah. You know, kind of going back a little bit to the, the accounting part, and that is, um, who do you suggest within the organization? I mean, obviously, if it's a good-sized organization, you've got a financial, a finance, or an accounting uh, department. Obviously, these are the people going to do it. But with a small business uh, with maybe four or five people, is your suggestion that almost everybody go through this or just really only the owner or um, CEO 
Um, who do you think should go through your program through the uh, Profit First? So the owner definitely should go through it, even if they're not the ones going to do the work. Right. Because if they don't understand it, they won't be able to keep the habit. And then whoever's going to be actually doing the work should also go through it. Because if they're doing it and they're invested in the method, they're going to make sure that everything happens correctly and they're going to see things from that methodology yeah. versus if they don't go through and the owner just says, do this, they're not going to catch things. Yeah. And that's important. Again, everything's real time. So you want to catch it early. You don't want to wait that 45 days. And, and then and then also, uh, you know, I'm a strong supporter of uh, training. You know, I teach, I, you know, I, I teach uh, students and everything else. And uh, you know, the whole idea is, is do you, uh, is, is there kind of a refresher uh, program that, um, that you suggest maybe uh, every six months, every year that they kind of go through your program? Or, or, or do you find that once they start it, they're okay to go along? So every three months, you relook at where you stand. And even if you've gone through the whole thing, and generally when we do an assessment, it's out six quarters. Okay. So even if you've gotten to targets by six quarters, your business is going to change constantly. So every three months, you should still look at that and see what's going on in your business. Where's the market? Where are sales? Where are your employees? Do you want to build a building? Do you want to grow? Do you want to scale? What do we have to do to get you there so you have the cash flow or the deposit for the building or pay for it outright? How much debt do you have? I have clients who, after a year of working with us, are completely out of debt, and they built a pool in the same year. Wow, okay. It's fantastic. They, they built a pool? They <laughs> built a that. pool. We're right. in Florida. Listen, we got to talk, Rachel. I need a pool. <laughs> hey, Rachel, talk about one of the aspects that I always like about uh, QuickBooks is the ability, and you, you've really touched on this a couple times, but the ability to, to share, quickly share, you know, the business is QuickBooks. So you, as their accountant, can log in, see the same thing they're seeing, you know, help edit, make changes, update. And I think that's what you're referring to is it's it's live. It, it, it's real it's time. Real time right. Correct. So in QuickBooks Online, they invite us at, as the accountant. So whether we're doing the bookkeeping or just the accounting, we have access. So you're talking about training. We can, if the client doesn't want to come in, we can literally log into their books with them. And we don't need to be on a Zoom and we can walk them through the training right. of how to enter what we need to enter or just get on the phone and say, hey, I was in your books today. I saw this. What's going on? Right. We need to talk about that. Right. And that and that works, too, even with, with organizations like SBDC as we're helping and we're providing Correct. consulting and, and uh, you know, coaching we can immediately look at what's going on in their QuickBooks. Don't have to bring in financials into the office. Don't have to, to go through all those uh, steps and, and process. Um, you know, you, you, you mentioned the word cash flow. I can't help but, uh, but, but uh, again, think about how important cash is to small business owners. Kind of give us your perspective on, on cash in, in that small business operation. So cash flow is misunderstood with small businesses. It's not just about money coming in and money going out. It's about also what you're keeping and using it wisely. So these habits allow you to use your money wisely, and that way they can make better business decisions on the fly. So if there's no cash coming in, there's no business. Let's face it, even if you get startup capital, eventually that's going to go away because you're going to use it. So you have to be smart with your money from day one. 
and also, you know, I think it, it's a test question uh, on my entrepreneurship uh, test in my class. Who are the two professionals that every uh, entrepreneur should engage with? Anybody want to take a guess at those An accountant two and an attorney. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. A. Um, so it, it, it is. We, we teach that concept that the two professionals, a small business owner and entrepreneur, really need to engage with is an attorney and accountant. And I think the reason... Obviously, that we we talk about accountants is there are tax implications to all that we do in small business. How we uh, own the the company car, how we buy computers and software. Talk a little bit about you know tax implications and, and why a small business owner needs someone like like Rachel Siegel. So we do a lot of proactive planning with our clients. So it's not just about taxes, but it's about their business health and their personal wealth. So what we always try to do is get the win-win. So there's, if you have a client and they're profitable and they're just looking to cut taxes, you can do certain things with them and you can buy equipment and such, but there's also other things that they can do For instance, putting in a cash balance plan and utilizing their financial planner where they can put money away for themselves in a retirement plan more than just a 401k and take the tax deduction for it. So I have clients who will overall get 107 to up to 150% of the money with the tax savings included and what they're putting in their bank. That's a win-win for them. So they're building their own wealth and they're being smart with their money. So, so it, it is about strategies. It's yes. about thinking ahead. Proactive, proactive strategies, strategies. Yeah. not like after it. the fact. Always <laughs> proactive. <laughs> um, I guess, uh, you know, my, my last question for you, Rachel, because, uh, again, you're, you're in the trenches with small business owners. What do you see? What's your, what's your top three biggest challenges that, that small business owners are going to face uh, in 2022? So the hiring is a challenge, which we've already discussed. The salaries that they're needing to give to the new employees before they're trained. Um, And honestly, just giving the employees not just the accountability, but the culture of it. So they want to stay. So when you get that good employee and now you've invested in the training and they've spent the six and nine months there, you want to make sure that they feel like they make a difference. Well, I think I think that's a segue to you, uh, Dr. Ricardo, who teach organizational uh, management. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Culture is really important, isn't it? You mm-hmm. know, and so in other words, once you're talking about the accounting part of it, you're also talking about the culture, and you're talking about salaries, you're talking about benefits, you're talking about four hundred one ks. So, in other words, when when you're working with the company and you're talking about how they're going to spend their money, you have to think about, well, what's your culture? How are you going to spend that? You know, are you going to, are you going to have bonuses for your employees or are you not going to have bonuses? So um, I think that's great. Um, and it's about taking care of your employees because yeah. they're not employees. They're part of your team. Yeah, And yeah. I, I'm a big believer in that. Small businesses generally can't afford health insurance, for instance. It's right. just too expensive, especially if you're just starting out. But there's options like a SwiftMD, which is $15 a month that covers the employee and all their family that they have a telephone doctor 24-7. That's wow. it. Small businesses can afford yeah. to give yeah. that to yeah. their yeah. team. Yeah, that's, that's definitely how. And, and I just wanted to just kind of one quick question, and that is, um, do you just work with uh, for-profits or do you work with uh, non-profits too? I actually work with both. Okay. Um, we don't take on non-profits that we don't 
believe passionately in, though. Okay. So it's not sure. a major segment of what we do because it's more of I'm passionate about what they're doing, so we'll go ahead and help them. Sure. Okay. okay. Great. And then I guess uh, to wrap things up, how does uh, how does a small business uh, find you and uh, potentially uh, leverage your your experience and knowledge? Our website is gofigureaccounting.net. I'm also mastery certified on Profit First, so if you're looking for a Profit First professional, you can find me on that, as well as we're on Facebook and LinkedIn, et cetera. And I assume you would work, you could work with a business virtually, doesn't have to be in the Winter Park area. Oh, we work with companies all over the country, and okay. sometimes nice. I even get to go see them. <laughs> nice. Okay. Um, well, listen, Rachel, again, thank you for sharing your time here with us on Small Biz Florida. Again, our mission here at this, our little podcast is to to create awareness for all the resources available out there across the state of Florida for small business owners. And, and you are one of those standout resources. So we, we appreciate the work you're doing in support of Florida's small business community. We appreciate your support of, of the JMI conference and, and giving a presentation here today. I'm sure it is going to be well-received and, uh, and of interest to all attendees. Thank you very much. All right. With that, again, this is Small Biz Florida. We're coming to you from the JMI Small Business Leadership Conference in Orlando. Well, Kissimmee, I think, some, somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, we're at the JW Marriott. Uh, incredible conference. Uh, all kinds of great presenters and speakers, uh, just like our current guest, Rachel Siegel with Go Figure Accounting. So stay tuned. Uh, more segments to come from JMI here on Small Biz Florida. This has been Small Biz Florida, created and produced by the Florida Small Business Development Center at Indian River State College. Your host for Small Biz Florida is Tom Kindred. Partners for Small Biz Florida include WPSL and WSTU and Indian River State College, named the 2019 winner of the Aspen Prize for Community College Excellence.